What's up, boys? Welcome to the latest episode of News Game Plus. So much on the table today. Actually, not too much, but it's, it's less stories, more content, which is something that we actually really enjoy because let's just really pull apart the news. Speaking Pokemon came out this week. Pokemon Snap or Snap Pokemon or Snap Crackle Pokemon. How dare you get that wrong? How dare you, sir? I screamed like a giddy schoolgirl. You did scream like a giddy schoolgirl. <laughs> it was a great, great moment for you, and I'm super happy. Also, that game looks really pretty. Super excited for it. And once again, once again, check off another X on the box for Cyberpunk 2077. It has been delayed again to November 19th super sad about that and ea play live uh came out today we're gonna break down everything in the games uh that they showed off that should take about 15 seconds so make sure you hit that subscribe button tune in ring the little bell let's Leave start a comment some, down below let's, let's start, start some news show. game plus shall we let's start the show so why don't we why don't we talk about cyberpunk first yes because uh, that is uh, that's unfortunate, but I'm also not mad at it. So no, um, I'll go ahead and just read their update. Is if right. that's yeah, cool? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was on Twitter, by the way. If you if yes. you missed it, the CD Projekt Red posted: We have decided to move the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 from September 17th to November 19th. Those of you who Best. are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready. Ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right. It's something we live by even when we know we'll take the heat for it. At the same time, ethical we're bastards. <laughs> ethical bastards. At the same time, we are fully aware that making such a decision costs us your trust, and trading trust for additional time is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make. I I don't feel a loss of trust, but go on. Yeah. Yeah, I was say I'm I'm not there either. But I, go think, ahead. I think that's aiming towards the capital G gamers who are like me. Anyways. Yeah. I'm and a hardcore gamer, Flex! Yeah. <laughs> and despite we think it's the right decision for the game, we'd still like to apologize for making you wait longer. Our intention is to make Cyberpunk 2077 something that will stay with you for years to come. In the end, we hope you understand why we did what we did. At the time we're writing these words, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished both in content and gameplay-wise. The quests, cutscenes, the skills and items, all the adventures Night City has to offer, it's all there. But with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics, and fix a lot of bugs. A huge world means a huge number of things to iron out, and we will spend the additional time doing exactly that. So what they're saying, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that they don't want to Bethesda themselves. And I, I will go there in like, just right, a minute. Yeah. Say it. <laughs> this week, journalists from all over the world are starting to independently play the game. We are eager and quite stressed to hear their opinions, as well as see your reactions when they publish their previews right after we air Night City Wire on the 25th of June. We hope this will satisfy some of your hunger for the game as we work to polish it for the November launch. Thank you, uh, Marcin Dewinsky, co-founder, and Adam Badowski, head of studio. CD project. I'm, so, I'm gonna, go ahead. Do you want, want a tinfoil hat or do you want me to tinfoil hat? Tinfoil hat. It's all you, baby. So I'm going to tinfoil hat just a bit here. I think that while I 100% buy the fact that CD Projekt Red would, would delay a game for the right reasons and to do that, I also have a very strong inkling that this is to get it closer than to the launch of new consoles. And I kind of remember the same thing might actually be the release date yep. of new consoles. I was kind of thinking that exact same thing earlier where yeah. 
that way you know what copy you want to buy they don't have to do any kind of smart delivery because sony apparently has also uh it's rumored right now so we won't get into it too hard but sony apparently isn't going to have any sort of smart delivery system it's going to be up to the developer whether they give you the up copy for free well that's a very sony thing to do i i understand that <laughs> yes um but what absolutely. i'm saying is that i feel like they're going to be good guy cd project red here because they always end up seeming like they come out on the good guy side uh i, I remember them I'm pretty sure they delayed Witcher several times as well yeah. to make sure everything was was good to like go. I, said, I I don't think that there's anything wrong with what they're doing, especially yeah. because they they let out the they let the cat out of the bag. Right, we're right. done. The game is done. The game is built. Yep. We're just going to take the next it's just four months instead of the next two months to make sure that all the bugs are worked out and the kinks are worked out, and that may or may not also coincide with the launch of new consoles. Hey, all right. of you guys that bought that Cyberpunk 2077, uh, beautiful Xbox One X console enjoy enjoy right. your 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 you know lead paperweight because you ain't gonna be playing cyberpunk on it if you're getting a series x exactly like, well i mean they, they already announced that it's going to be on the on the xbox one so it will still come out on it well i mean oh, I I'm, so, I'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they're one of the developers that have already come out and said even before oh, yeah, smart delivery was announced that if you buy the game you'll get the game on the next console yeah correct. but i think instead of like i i still feel like there's probably some licensing issues or pains in the butts going on there so they're going to want to want you to go ahead and just buy the game once on the thing you actually want to play it on that way you don't have to continually do it over i'm um i don't i don't disagree with your with your theory uh um night tide about uh them waiting for the console launch and if like if they heard news that hey the consoles are launching on november the 19th we thought we'd let you know so you can plan your release dates around it they probably went yeah, well, it'll give us a a little bit of time to iron out bugs, and B, we can release the same week as a console, and and sales will be huge across the board. We'll get we'll get both right. sales at the same time. Because who doesn't want to play Cyberpunk on the best platform possible? Correct. Right. You know, I mean, like, there's a lot of us that have PC? Again, oh. a lot of content creators that have no that that, that I was Wait, about to say. Dab, there's a lot of those content us? creators that have really really solid PCs, right? right. Like. And and so there's a handful of people that are like, I got my 2070 Super, I got my 2080, me and Sean, and we're fully happy playing the game on PC, max yeah. graphics, everything running 60 FPS or plus, right? And totally happy. <laughs> I mean, 1080Ti is going to do the job just fine, it, but it will still. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be screaming, but yeah. yeah. That being said, there's a lot of console people that are going to be like, oh, this is going to play so much better on Series X. Right. That might motivate them to make the leap a little bit sooner, especially since it's an Xbox marketed product. I could. I'm I'm genuinely curious if they're going to be able to uh, like uptick it to 120 frames. Is this going to be one of the games that they're going to actively try to? I don't see the point in it uh, necessarily with a game like this. I just don't think they will. But (laughs) uh, well, no, like I, I, what I'm saying is the time it would take to actually work on it. I don't see the point in that. Because the game's going to sell well, even if it was in 30 frames per second. Uh, I, I'm just curious if they would try to make this the first one to do it. Hmm, that'd be interesting. I mean, my my thing that I'm still curious about, and this is more of a next-gen discussion as opposed to a cyberpunk discussion, but just how many settings are going to be optional and what, what smart delivery is really going to allow developers to do performance-wise. Because right. there's going to be a difference between you playing the same even if you're getting the smart delivery series x version 
there's going to be a difference between the 1080p version and the 4K version, right? Maybe you can run 120 at 1080p, right? Or maybe right. it's just locked 60 at 1080p where you're like, I am a 60 at 4K. Who knows? There, there's a lot of compute power in these things. And sure. But I, I think that it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense to release alongside the brand new consoles and really allow people to take advantage of the best experience possible for this game to one, motivate sales for both of those things. Well, it's, since a, we're, it's a really since, good marketing plan. Well, I mean, since we're tinfoil hatting, does, do you think that a lot of things that were going to be looked at as launch titles are no longer going to be launch titles? So uh, someone like them, a third-party developer, maybe Xbox came to them and it's like, hey, we, we need a favor. Could you like maybe push this back two months? We'll treat it as a launch title. We'll even maybe throw some cash behind the advertisement for it. And, 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 you know, it, we'll just have Xbox at the end of it. And I could, I, I could hundred percent see that happening. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that could see be that happening because why not? Why, why would you give up for, like paid for advertising on something that you know is going to sell well on next gen consoles anyway? Right. So, well, I mean, what, what's coming out this fall? I mean, like we talk about, oh, right. fall is going to be packed. What the hell actually is coming out this? We fall? don't know. Aside like, from new I consoles, mean, we, we're assuming uh, like something that we're excited for now, like Godfall, which is going to be on PC and PS5. It sure. still says holiday 2020. I, I hate to be the weird guy here. We're only six months out from that. Usually, yeah. we know about these game release dates a year. Everybody's before. everybody's keeping their finger hovering over the trigger to make the call mm -hmm. until they know the release dates of the consoles, right? Because they want right. them to be releasing same day, because generally speaking when you buy a new console you're gonna pick up games to play on that right. new console you're not gonna is, just put is in Valhalla your backwards this compatible year? Is Valhalla's yes. this year right yes. Valhalla is supposed okay, to be a so, launch game yes from what right, I so understand. you potentially have Valhalla you've got Cyberpunk and like Last of Us 2 is already releasing tomorrow yep. you've already got got uh, Ghost of Tsushima which is releasing next month yep there's not a whole hell of a lot else out yeah. there that we're getting excited for. I mean, I mean, sure, Squadrons, which we can talk about later, looked really good, and I'm excited for that game. But there's there's really not a whole lot of AAA titles that no. are like full on. Hey, I can't wait for this. this is going to be a fall banger, man. Like COD hasn't even been well. Every yet. well every so far everything team. has been holiday 2020. And the thing is, I think I once again tinfoil hat me if you must I think Xbox and PS5 have probably gone to these developers and said hey don't put a date on your game because that's when people think we're going to be launching the new the hardware I mean I I genuinely think everybody's keeping close to the vest waiting waiting for the hardware to actually make the announcement I think I mean when, the, when so that I happens I think November I think we're, is the day the only... I mean I, I'm not I'm not gonna say you're wrong but I think we're gonna see a tidal wave of release dates once they finally announce when the sure. consoles are coming out. So so let me if, let me give you let me give you a little little taste of what is actually coming out in fall that we know of. Right. Star sure. Wars Squadrons, Dirt 5, Space Based Startopia, Transformers Battlegrounds, the 13 remake and Chris Tales. Everything else is fall NBD. Or Q4. Yeah. There's no okay. hard release yeah. date. So that includes the Pokémon Sword, uh, Sword and Shield expansion. Um Marine. Yeah. Uh, that includes Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is still holiday. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is holiday. Bug Snacks right. is holiday. Like just all of these games right. are absolutely all holiday releases. Even like Yakuza Kiwami 2 and all that because, stuff. Because so. because once the other stuff's uh, stuff, once yep. the hardware is announced, 
it's it's going to be that domino effect. It's oh, you're absolutely. going to get the launch titles and the ones that proceed after that and the ones that proceed after that. Yep. And so yeah, I I genuinely think at this point I don't want to say my thing is I don't want to say you're wrong that it's necessarily a launch title, but man, that is late into the year. Like well, I I yeah, want to I, say like predominantly we've seen a lot of stuff launch uh september october early november this is later november and you're getting very close to christmas at that point and you're yeah. getting very close to a tighter release window for things and sure and, I, and, I with think, the economy the way it is to see yeah i mean I, I like i said i i i don't feel like you're wrong here i think that's probably going to be november 19th yeah. but man is that late into the year well so november 19th is actually a thursday so i'm thinking i'm thinking the console has to I, i'm giving you like a one week window new consoles are either going to be the 13th or the 20th or, or like somewhere uh, in between there like either the 13th or the 17th that's a that's saturday Tuesday. so i'm actually seeing the consoles either being the 9th or the like 16th the, the 13th like the 13th is the 13th is is the is the friday the the 17th is a tuesday i see those two dates and at the very latest the 20th like i can't see them doing that yeah yeah hang on let me double check it so, uh, so November twenty yeah. second, twenty thirteen, was the Xbox 17. One X. Ooh. What day was that? That was a because I don't think we have any soothing. dates. That was a. Friday. Yeah, I don't think we have any dates that are like. So Friday? that was so the Xbox One X released on a Friday. So okay, okay. so it's probably gonna do Friday again. Yeah, there because thirteenth so or twentieth, and if I'm right, then it would be the twentieth. Because ideally, you release it on a Friday so people pick it up and play it all weekend, right? Like that's right. the whole, the whole idea behind I, it. So. I, my guess right now is uh, I'll I'll write down my guess is November thirteenth. Okay, okay. I I would agree I don't with feel that. Like they're I I I don't feel like they're going to want to release it before it comes out. I I think if there's anyone that has a safe bet this fall, and I I say fall winter. <laughs> it's right. project red yeah people are clamoring They'll, they're gonna game. sell massive regardless no matter when this game releases it's going to sell and then it's going to sell well for the next five years yep. until they release whatever the next thing right. they have is well because you know they're gonna support it with dlc and sure and re-releases and uh, you know all that stuff so you will have 10 10 million you know sales of this thing before we know it it's gonna be huge oh, so. oh, it's, come it's, to steam it's, it's going to be massive <laughs> The Sims yeah, 4 coming to Steam. Spend $500 on it. Yeah, it, 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 we're not going to have to worry. So I feel like me and Tim did a pretty good job of breaking down Pokemon. Is there anything you want to add to, to that, uh, Tim? No, I, or, or I, no I, I honestly, I was just, I, the, the literally the pure joy on Tim's face when he realized that it was Pokemon Snap was enough to make my day. Like <laughs> right. there are a few games that we can get excited about. Like I, I got a little. So they, re I saw today there was an article. I think it was an IGN article. They, they uh, said that there's an Animorphs movie that's going to be made, mm -hmm, and like nice. I got that little whiff of nostalgia, and yep. I was like, oh, that's going to be pretty neat because like the books and the series and everything. Right. Nothing compares to that one thing that you're just like, holy crap, they're doing it, and yeah, they just, finally, I. I and, played and that's that's amazing. I probably beat Pokemon Snap on the N64 like 30 times. I'm not even kidding you. Like right, it right. is just it, it's one of my all-time favorites and um it got me into interested in photography. 
which I'm still bad at. Um, it got me interested. It just, it just like, it was that, that perfect culmination of a really unique concept that hadn't really mm-hmm. been done before with one of my favorite things ever, which is Pokemon. So like right. to have that combination was just magic to me. And like, like you, you actually like everyone knew about Mew, but you got to actually take pictures of Mew and like see Mew at this, like in this special thing. It was just like the whole game is just like wonderful. And just this happy, it's just like one of my happy places, you know, like it's, sure. it's, yeah. it's gaming soul food for me. It, 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 again, it's like playing something like Abzu, right? Like there's not a whole lot of point to it, quote unquote, you just experiencing it. And that's, yep. and that's, Again, Pokemon Snap was one of the first games I remember doing that. I was like, so what do I do? Like, you just take pictures. You just take pictures? That's all you're going to do? Yeah, you just take pictures. Oh, okay. And you're like in the little cart and you go down and you just take pictures. And it's like, sweet. Yep. Like, you know, it's, it's very relaxing. I think yep. I think we need we need stuff like that now to, right. to embrace the chill, especially while so many of us are still crazy going and stuck inside. Right. Yep. And it was just, it was just nice because you'd like, there were so many secrets. Like if you threw the pester ball into that thing, then a squirtle would pop out and then it would slide down. And if you hit it with an apple or, or let it along with an apple, it would jump in the water and then it would upset right. the, it would upset a, a shelter, which would then clamp onto a slow poke, which would then evolve into slow. Well, and it was just I'm, all this I'm stuff. guessing they're probably going to, so now cool. that the Pokemon original audience is older, they're going to want them back as well. So I'm guessing this is probably going to be a bit more of an in-depth game. I hope so. You, that you can you actually hope. play. I always wanted a more in-depth yeah. Pokemon Snap experience. So new Pokemon Snap looks really good. Um, the rest of the things that were in there were Pokemon Smile and Pokemon Cafe Mix, which Smile is like uh, designed for kids. You, it's on your smartphone. Right. You set it up and I then it like yeah. it like Get turns their, their face into a Pokemon or whatever, gives them a hat or something, and they can brush. They you know it, it t- gives them a timer to brush their teeth, and it's just a fun little thing for for kids to do, and they can catch Pokemon while they while they brush their teeth, and then Pokemon Cafe Mix is like a mobile game slash Switch game. It's just like a like a match game, but it's kind of unique. So it nothing major. And then they they talked about the next or the new expansion for Sword and Shield. So it was nothing like it's nothing massive, but but the having the bomb drop of Poke, new Pokemon Snap was was huge for me. So yeah, it's it's awesome. Re, re, I'm gonna have to remind us at, once we get through our EA talk. I want to remind me that I had something to talk about because I don't want to forget this. I think sure. it's a good talk. But yeah, let's keep going. Okay, uh, I'm 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 ready to break down. Let's break down this EA Play conference, shall we? Yeah. So so for Ooh, those who missed this, we did live coverage of it, and it is it on, is on YouTube. the YouTube now. So please go check that out if you want to see the full thing, and then you can circle back around and watch us analyze it right here. And if you're watching this on the YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you guys want to support us even further. Patreon.com forward slash Retrofizz. But uh, let's hop into it. So I'm going to go ahead and preface this. Uh, new stuff coming to Apex. They've announced crossplay. That's going to be happening this. Uh, I, I believe they said this fall. And uh, Switch. Across, and, and it's going to be on Switch. It's coming to Steam. Yep. Let me go ahead and just get this out of the way. All their games are coming to Steam. They tried to kind of make that news for each individual release that they talked about. All EA games are coming to Steam. It looks like so. Prepare if you're. A, they did a really right. big thing with The Sims and made this big deal. And I'm like. New Sims game, new expansion, yeah. and like I'm I'm an EA game On changer, Steam. right? I'm an EA game <laughs> changer, so I I literally can see like they announce these things before the release to us and give us keys early sometimes, things like that. Right. So, and I, I'm not not saying that to brag, but like I usually know what's coming. So I was like I was sure. like, there's probably nothing. And then when they showed the Sims, I'm like, holy crap! And then they're like, oh, you can now buy it on Steam, and that was it. 
That was the announcement. And then oh. and, so so Tasha, and, yeah, yeah the about. wife looked it up. She went to Steam and everything, including the game and all the DLCs on Steam. Uh, night, were you in there when we talked about it? Oh yeah, over okay. five hundred big ones on dollars, and it's on sale right now. So you know that yeah, not, not so the, damn. So so I'll just say the Sims. That's their model, like right? You they they expansion yeah. pack you, game pack you, and stuff pack nickel you and dime. Nick, uh, right. I think. And so to be far- fair, but to be fair though, unlike most games where where when they offer you DLC, it's meant to be like a stand like like a holistic expansion to the entire game. Like sure. when you. When you have again these BR games and they give you a new battle pass season, like holistically you're getting all the content, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're getting a campaign expansion to a cyberpunk or something like that, right, or The Witcher with with you know any of these different things, you're getting a full campaign experience. With The Sims, it's really a a la carte pick and choose. Hey, do I want pets or do I want nightlife or right. do I want this? So. Yep. Well, I understand. It's, it's nice because the, you don't the, have to have pets to play the other expansions, so none right. of them are dependent on each other. So if, yeah, if you don't want to have something in particular, then you don't have to have it, and it doesn't impact your ability to play no. the game the way you want to play it. So, so in in all fairness, yes, Sims is one of those a la carte. Holy crap! When when you I saw that and I was like, it's over five hundred dollars. Oh, for I mean, everything? we've we've probably spent holy about two hundred dollars on sim stuff this year yeah but again if you but then look at look at all the sim stuff i mean oh yeah you even have the community that mods you've got like the i've been watching uh trust you know, me she's zay. not the one upset about spending the money for it <laughs> oh i know but i'm saying i i have been watching zay do like the tiny home stuff and, mm-hmm. and like container homes and like all this different stuff and yeah i mean it's it's really neat the way that they have have been able to continue to add more and more and more because right. I remember playing Sims way back in the day when I was in what, like junior high or high school, with my cousins, because I'm the only boy my age, and like we're sitting there playing Sims, and there's like not a whole lot to do, <laughs> and the expansions were kind of like you can go to college. Why? It's the Sims. <laughs> I know. Now, don't I just build a pool and take the ladder yeah. away? Isn't that how I'm supposed to play this? Like, no. Do, so- I, do, I, do I gotta? Do the, they have to? The, the 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 beauty of The Sims is there are literally if you're into simulation games, it is one of the best, hands down. It really is. And there are yeah. literally thousands of hours of gameplay. Oh, because dude, so much. Reg- based on the base traits that you pick for a sim, affects how they interact with the entire world that you put them in. So every right. sim you make can be a completely different experience, and that's sure. and that's, that's not even talking mods. What's that? I was I, I no, yeah, you can, talking mods. You can mod like the, the living the crap out of the Sims. That, that trust. They uses and uh and some of the different mod packs that I've seen uh, uh you know Miss Unique and Zay kind of collabing on. I don't want to go into detail because Lou and Pro, but it's hilarious. And so it's fun. Like it's just it's fun and it's actually fun and entertaining content to stream because of how much variety they add to it. So while I get it, I'm not surprised that it's over five hundred dollars on sale. Right. I'm just that shows you the how much is actually there. So but yep. when I looked at the logo, Tim, of the Sims, what I actually thought they were announcing was just the Sims is going to go to a whole new model. There's no longer going to be Sims 5. It's just going to be the Sims, and they're just going to keep right. updating it and giving if, you more packs. If if it was, if I will say this before we go back into talking about EA Play, if they went to a model that was like 15 bucks a month, like an MMORPG, 
and you mm-hmm. ju- they just fed you content every every month or every two months, I would pay it in a heartbeat. I'll say that. Oh, much. absolutely. Yeah. I, I I didn't even think about going. I get far, it for say. Yeah. I think that they, I think it's a smart move on their part, just because then you're you're wrapping people into that ecosystem, and I, that's just me though. That's so my I know opinion. the base <laughs> game is part of Origin Access Premier, but I don't. It, but now the packs are it, no, the no, packs the, aren't. It actually, um, yeah. if you're in Origin Access Premier, you get the base pack plus two game packs with it. Um, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Neat. Yep. So uh, next on the list is uh, our our friend Yosef uh, Fares from Hazelight. And oh, if you do not know this absolute stunning lion of a man, F the Oscars, F the Oscars. <laughs> he is the if, man who said F the Oscars during to the Jeff game Keighley awards on the camera Je- and totally like blew he, Jeff Keighley's. Jeff Keighley's like, oh, Jeff Keighley was so uncomfortable, dude. He was like, <laughs> he's like, uh, it's like, like okay. can I swear? He's like, yeah, you could and swear. Then he, okay. then he flipped <laughs> yeah, off. Kind of he is. flipped off the camera and stuff. Like, damn, dude. Yeah. He went. We nuts. were all like, this dude has to be on crack, but. No, I, I think it's interesting. I think maybe. <laughs> well, that's the the thing, and I, I don't mean to steal your thunder, Sean. And I know you're. Oh no, I'm just. I, 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 I'm. I'm. I'm just going to hit you with with what the game is. Yeah, go ahead and say what the game is, and, and then I got I got something for you. No, so yeah, they're they're coming out with a new game called. Uh, well, first off, he said it's a action adventure platformer co-op, action adventure a platformer that will blow your effing mind away, <laughs> and it's called It Takes Two. So going for another co-op adventure the same way they did with a way uh, the way out, yep. uh, and it is releasing in 2021. So this is from Hazelight, which did Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons and A Way Out. That's those which, are their two. I'm sorry if you haven't played Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, phenomenal game. Love that. Well, so game. this is this is the funny thing about this guy, right? This is the funny thing about about me is it is one of the most ironic like matchups. Of, of like how he creates touching games yeah yeah it's almost it's almost like a catfish right because it's like it's like i am rico suave f the oscars like and like you're like holy <laughs> crap like this dude seems intense yeah like he must create well, probably right. he, he even either like... either like he either created tinder or <laughs> well, he's he like he's he creating like, some he, kind well, of like so high he, energy so he was not, like like beat saber type game <laughs> He seems yeah, like the kind of guy that does that weird hot yoga screaming. Right. Well, because he he was saying he was like he was like yes, we were in Serbia in the seventies during the during their civil war revolution thing, and so they tried to go to Sweden like five times, and he's like yes, the fifth right. time I graced them with my presence and made the whole country better, you know. And it's like the dude's right. like cocky, but he makes like he's the the lead of this studio that makes these like really touching, lovely games. Exactly. You're like oh, but. And then you look at the trainer and I'm like, I'm like, all right, so, so what blood gluts and glory are we going to be playing for today? And he's like, well, really it's about a relationship about a little girl who's dealing with the parent, like these two little dolls about her parents and and you're basically like trying to handle their emotions as you're playing the dolls. And I'm like, Oh, like this is my feels right now. Yeah. Like you're just like, what what is this? Why? And it was it was a beautiful looking game too. Visually. Yeah, it, it, it and seems that's the other thing is they do make beautiful games. So I love I love the fact that this dude's high energy, but it's it's a total cognitive dissonance to see him and to hear him talk about his game. He's like a contradiction, like a living contradiction. And, and then and then you literally like go and look at this game, and you're like, "There's no way you made this game." Like when you when you when they when they did, I think it was last year at E3 when they talked about Sea of Solitude and they. Like did the right. whole thing about oh like this is about this woman who's trying to like come to grips with her emotions or she's gonna become a monster and all this kind of different stuff and you're like oh that's really touching and they were like really somber about it and then you're like oh like 
take that same type of energy where it's like, oh, it's a little girl who's dealing with emotions and she created these two little dolls and you're going to play them. And then it's like, yeah, it's going to be the game. It's going to blow your effing mind. And you're yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> I'm so confused. I, I, think, I think what it is, I think he's it's, just, he's so passionate. Like right. it just manifests it, in that cocky, like out, outward but, bravado. But but it very much sure. is as though like Stone Cold Steve Austin selling Hallmark cards, right? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, you know he's like he's like buy a Hallmark will, card. Yeah, you, can I get a hell yeah? Yeah. Hallmark. Well, my mom liked this. <laughs> hell yeah! I mean, cracks a beer open and 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 downs it in three gulps. <laughs> But moving on, so Zoink Games, uh, absolutely, I think oh, they stole the they show for me. They stole my heart. Games, with this uh, one. Lost in this Random. Yeah. Imagine oh, a game that looks game like looks it so came. Cool. Yeah, imagine a game that looks like it came from the mind of Tim Burton, but it yeah. wasn't garbage. And that more or less <laughs> looks like what Lost in Random is. You get to play. Uh, you, you play as a young child who has a friend named uh, Dicey. Who kind of does like this murmuring talk which is absolutely adorable his eye is the uh the one dot on the dice and he actually is a dice with hands and yeah. feet. yes he's an anthropomorphic well not even an anthropomorphic he's a and, literal dice with hands and feet yeah and he is the, uh and the game is described as dark kingdom where every citizen's future is determined by a roll of dice yep. and uh, uh yeah 2021 like follow the yeah it looked like it was a button mashing combat or yeah, yeah. Uh, a hack and slash in yeah. a sense uh, I think it was Heather that called it out. It's very much like has an Alice Returns vibe. Yeah. yeah. Like very well, much that kind looked, of American McGee is going to look at this thing and be like, not a bad idea. It looked like claymation almost like that. Mm -hmm. that like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it had a nightmare animation. before Christmas mm -hmm. feel to yeah. it. Or, and, or oh, God, it's so aesthetic. I find that aesthetic so charming, yeah. like just so, so uh, engaging. Also, also 2021. So a lot of these games, we're not really having to worry about whether they're going to be on the new consoles or not. We can just go ahead and say, yes. <laughs> and uh next up is something i feel like is going to either be really really popular or fizzle and fade away super quick rocket arena this one which this is, one had me really interested just because the yeah. aesthetic and that is uh oh what was the name of the game developer i've already forgotten uh oh no anyway <laughs> it's a 3v3 a hero shooter that's all about using rockets to literally blow up the competition comes out july 14th so we're not actually going to have to wait too long to figure out whether this one's going to be uh any good and final strike games sorry final strike games thank <laughs> yep. you i know i know jeff braddock who is uh does a lot of the battlefield social media and community stuff he's also on this one great dude knows how to run a community so i'm actually excited to see what he does with this community and, have, and how they cultivate it and stuff cross play out the gate which i'm yeah. really excited about um and they they said I, it's going to be origin steam what xbox ps i think so yeah and i, I i'm sorry at this it's point next month cross play should just be the norm we shouldn't yep. cross play shouldn't be a feature it should just be there yep agreed yeah, so 100 um but next up july so, 14th i'm looking forward to that 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 one yeah. so so if i may um it, that one looks it's it's like hyper it's very stylized um right they 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 take a lot of cues from um like pixar dreamworks type animation mm -hmm. they got the big eyes but the the less anime proportions so their heads aren't quite so big but their eyes are large they have like really big hair um they it's look almost overwatch. like action figures it's very overwatch yeah they, they look almost it's like like is. action figures yeah. and um 
the game they they already said that it's going to have a ton of cost customizations so like skins and you know for your weapon and and you know uh, objects for your character and things like that so i think um, they called a blast pass too yep right. they, they announced like a whole bunch of, of interesting it. stuff to it so i'm hopeful that it will be free to play but i don't think they've announced whether it will be or not so i'm hopeful that i that think will at this be. point yeah. to have that type of a game it has to be free to play right i agree, I, I agree. I, or it's got to be like 15 bucks like rocket league yeah yeah i mean i think this this to me kind of falls in the vein of, of something similar to kind of how high-res deals with their their titles right like they're they're kind of similar to something else that's popular in the space but they're they're their own unique thing and they can right. do very well but they are very good at harboring that free-to-play model yeah. right so i feel like this is definitely gonna be a free-to-play game especially on the wake of things mm -hmm. like apex um but I, I don't know like the the game to me what i love about the game is is we talk a lot and we talk about it, uh, continuously as these new games are coming out, how like bring back the fun, bring back the, the kind of right. weird bring fun. back the crazy like, weird. The only thing you can use in this game are rockets. And it looks like each person has right. their own unique type of rocket, which is kind of cool. But on top of that, I'm not necessarily sure that this is a game for me, but I love the color. I love the, the pace, the vibe, the creativity, the innovation. And so while I'm not super thrilled for it, I think the fact that we're getting more stuff like this, is great. Yes. I, and and I, I want to continue seeing more stuff like this. Nothing wrong with I think options. we should definitely be encouraging these things. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that 100%. So, all right, moving on. Before we actually, let's, let's you know, Star Wars Squadron, I feel like, besides for me, uh, random. I'm going to save Squadrons to the end. Let's go ahead and speed, speed run through. Uh, they yes. did a sports montage of Madden and FIFA. It's on the Frostbite engine, so of course it looks good. And Can I just say, I'm so happy that they just made that a montage and yes. break down. <laughs> and, and they kind of took like things we would have liked for them to go more in depth with and literally made it like a 30 second teaser. It felt like so dragon age battlefield need for speed EA motive project, uh, next gen tech is, was shown off. Um, the, the dragon age like picture thumbnail looked cool. Uh, I'm guessing the guy that they had mocap for was they're acting like that was the battlefield teaser. Uh, I will say yeah. we are very much quickly reaching the point of uncanny Valley. Uh, the need for speed cars literally just looked like videos of actual cars. Yeah. They looked, amazing. It, it looked really good. And, and that was about it. Like, you know, they kind of just very much quickly brushed that aside, brushed it through saying new tech is coming. Uh, better looking stuff is coming. And yeah, that's more or less it. But Star Wars Squadrons got a, a, a full deep dive into the gameplay. The fact, I will say, the, the fact that the HUD is the cockpit was oh, probably so my favorite good. thing about the whole entire yeah. the, the, the show. The gameplay of that looked so crispy. And I didn't really get a chance to, I didn't get a, a chance to talk with you guys about um, uh, Squadrons because you guys already kind of talked it over um, in, a, in a kind of a breakdown already. Uh, on NGP, yeah. um, kind of the same day that they they released the trailer, right? So, yeah. Um, I I was I was pretty excited. Like the the trailer itself gave me chills just because. Sure. I mean, naturally, it's Star Wars, and I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm me. So that's just how it is for me. But to see the gameplay and to realize how frenetic it looks, it reminds me of Rogue Squadron playing it in first person because that's where your your HUD was the cockpit on mm -hmm. the N64 right. games and stuff like that. So so like it reminded me a lot of that but the speed and pacing reminded me a lot of like um uh of like Crimson Skies. 
like how fast it was and how like how like they would do like they would fly and then they would do like a a turnaround and like like almost like a drift like drifting around like air drifting yes and things like that like like that that sort of combat is the stuff that i've been like jonesing for and i'm hopeful that they don't make it it no no they've they've already said drifting is going to be be in this yeah so so i'm hopeful they don't make it too hardcore like they make and they, they see, said they want to make it accessible. That that was see well, I I said that during the reaction video, once again, which you guys should go back and watch, uh, where I was like, it kind of the more and more they talk about it, they're they're making the combat for honor style in a sense, where it's going to be it it, it could possibly be like a deep dive combat as well, where if you're if if you're not a hardcore of the hardcore, if you're not good enough, then I feel like the cream's going to rise to the top, and if you're if if you don't try to keep pace, you may get lost. Um. Well, and they they showed a lot. They showed a lot about the different vehicle types, and apparently there are three different main types. So I'm feeling like there's probably four, I thought wasn't there? Was there four? I thought there were three because it was the um the ones that were fast, the ones that were super strong, and the ones that were heavily armored. Um, and then the bombers. Oh, and then the bombers. Yeah, you're right. Um. So, but with all that, I felt like there was kind of that like. Kind of like how in For Honor, there's that like rock, paper, scissors vibe, like, like right. block and you got to get the same directionality. Like, like, I feel like it's kind of like that where you're going to have the fast stuff that bests the super slow that do a lot of damage, but can't hit small targets very easily. They can hit big targets. And then you've got the, the bombers who do a lot of damage to the targets, but don't have a lot of like, like uh, firepower to fight in dog fights, like that sort of thing mm-hmm. where you're going to have that balance and, and that sort of thing. And it looks really, really interesting to see some actual gameplay because like seeing that gameplay was just like, it's gorgeous. It is so yes, pretty. It's a very beautiful game. Much like the battlefront games where there's so 100%. much. Detail. Yeah. So much. Detail. Yeah. I, so, I mean, like you, like you mentioned, we got the chance to talk about that the other day when we saw the trailer come out. And so we reacted to the trailer, but we didn't actually get to see the gameplay. So for me, this is the first time seeing, you know, for all all of us today. I mean, that's the thing we actually, in the trailer, we kind of did see the gameplay. They just did a pretty good job of cutting it together. It looked like a trailer. You you just kind of didn't know, but like the, the part of the interview that I liked the most was they talked about, you know, how does it feel to be star Wars nerds that are just super, you know, you, you basically get to go go and make a game now and you like how nerdy are you guys? And you can see the guy had a, a huge assortment of Star Wars, you know, uh right. memorabilia and paraphernalia behind him. And then you may even mention like one of the one of his workers has like a full-on cockpit of a tie or of a X-Wing like in his garage. Right. And, and so like these people are passionate about the lore, they're passionate about the series, and they're passionate about making a good game. And so when he's like, hey, we're trying to, you know, not make things too complicated but still add our own flair to it and make it unique and then the first time you see the cockpit instruments and hud and get an inkling of how it is that they're communicating all this different information to you you're like holy balls like you know because there's so much you can do with a traditional dog fighting type game right like wow looked amazing Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of the amount of space it takes up on your screen, and how authentic that would actually be if you're in a cockpit or a HUD, and you can play like, it it's VR, just very, very cool. Oh, <laughs> that God. was crazy right? to hear. That's gonna make me ill. Well, but it, damn, it, it, it very much feels yeah, like I'll they wanted this game to be accessible on on damn near anything you could get this game on. Yeah, you, you know it's gonna be on next gen consoles as well. Oh yeah, 
And so, so they are going to be putting a single player in. That was one of the big yes. things they harped yes. on is that they're focusing on having a single player. And when it wraps up, it will throw you into the multiplayer as like yeah. as a wrap up to the single player of it. A la um, Titanfall. Yes. And the, uh, oh my yeah. God, the um, the customization was so good. I mean, they had a, a an Ewok bobblehead in one of the uh, cockpits and just like little things like that. And like you could customize your yeah. pilot entirely. You could customize your starfighter colors. Like it was really neat to see the 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 level that they're taking this because this is New Republic era. So this is this is post right. this is post uh, um, Star Wars Episode Six. So this is post Jedi, but mm-hmm. before the new trilogy. So it's it takes place in between there, which there's like right. thirty years of just room for them to play with and do stuff with. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they did that on purpose. That way, lots of fighting. Yeah, yeah. That way, that way they can just like put interject whatever stories they want to in that time frame right and and they what what's that's partly why they they cleared the um uh the expanded universe in the books because they wanted to open up all those options because if they didn't um the expanded universe had literally already laid out the next like 50 to 60 years of star wars lore and they wouldn't have been able to create the movies in those time periods so they literally just had to axe all of the expanded universe and they've slowly been reintroducing some of those books back in to say sure this fits this fits this fits but overall they're just kind of doing all new stuff they're trying to figure out how they can work around correct because they they wanted to make a new trilogy and they want to tell all these stories but you can't tell a story that's already had you know the character either written or because because in in the books in the expanded universe and spoiler alert but the book's super old um they actually uh killed chewbacca like really early after the um uh, episode six so like they wouldn't have been able to use chewbacca in the new in the new trilogy at all okay if they hadn't because literally timothy zahn dropped a moon on chewbacca and killed him (laughs) or like an entire planet or something worked in majora's mask yeah, so it was, it was pretty crazy, but um, that said, like they had to do something with it, which I I'm still sad that it's like legends now and it doesn't really sure matter, but ultimately it gives them a full playground to mess with. Okay. Well, so. and and it, you go back to the go back to the gameplay and you just look at that again, and what what stuns me about the game is knowing that it's still a forty dollar game, like. Looking right. at what we saw today and realizing, okay, there's going to be a campaign, whether it's long or not. There's a campaign. I'm guessing there's not. I'm two, I'm guessing like a four to yeah, six hour I mean, campaign. Sure, but there's 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 multiplayer. There's multiple multiplayer modes. There's so much customization to it. Like like really, is a forty? Well, like, what, really what, 40 bucks? Okay. what I what I appreciate is this game is going to be a game as a service. They just didn't say so because they're going to go ahead and slap the forty dollar price tag on it, and sure. then they're going to come out with with all sorts of cosmetics, oh, all sorts of characters, and passes, map packs, and stuff too. It, it's it's going to be all that stuff, and so it is going to become a games as a service. It's going to be like one of those things people are going to want to play, uh, you know, a year or two from now still because they're just that into Star Wars. Well, Battlefront 2, I mean, very so, much corrected its own sins where a lot of people still play it. So in this IGN article, it, it says there are no microtransactions. So, okay. Well, I'm not saying no microtransactions yet. in the sense of, of yet. well, yeah. But what I'm saying is I think microtransactions in my head are different than a cosmetic store. Fair. I don't consider those microtransactions. So, so allow me to put my tinfoil hat on. Sure. But um, so you guys got to put yours on already today. So I'm putting mine yeah, on now. Go. 
So right. my, my theory is much like you said, I think they're testing the waters with this at the $40 price tag. They're giving it, you know, make it a campaign, make it, you know, make it smallish, like fit in this bubble of, of budget and time mm. and then, and make it up to our quality standards. And then if it, you know, if it only sells like that way, we're hedging our bets and the minimum it has to sell is like X million copies. Like, like, sure. like for, for a game to be a success for a AAA studio, it's like what? 2 million copies now. For right. that to be like yep. considered a success, so they're like that's your goal. If you can sell the two million copies, um, then you're good. We're we're happy with the product. We may make a sequel in the future. If it does more than sure. that, then we'll expand it and we'll add expansions and we'll add you know the more cosmetics. We'll put more effort into making it a bigger expanded title. I right. feel like it's a testing ground for that. It. I mean, okay. a lot of a lot of these studios that we're hearing from from EA now are studios that that we either have heard very little from in the past or haven't heard from at all. So I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of these games are kind of testing the waters, but I'm happy to see them start flexing the Star Wars IP more. I know there was a lot of talks after Battlefront about, hey, should EA get stripped of the of the the Star Wars licenses and stuff like that? And, and Disney was like, no, they're, they're okay. We're starting to figure out why they're okay. I mean, you had Fallen, yeah. which, you know, had had some, some you know, gameplay mechanic, you know, hiccups is what I'll call them. Yeah. Right. Combat was just a story little unpolished, amazing, but the story was great. And, and now you're getting squadrons. You're like, okay. And we know that they're making more stuff. It's like, all right. Oh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm understanding that there's more things coming that are, I was not expecting. And I'm very happy about that. Even, well, I mean, we, we know if we're it's gonna... just a flash in the pan, $40 well, experience. Like, it's, it's whether people great. are upset or not. Uh, battle battlefront has sold tens of millions of copies. I think both of them, Yep. Uh, at this point, Jedi Fallen Order has sold over 10 million copies. Uh, EA is is firmly, I think, in the grasp of of that Star Wars IP. I don't think it's going to go anywhere because e- even if even if people wanted to get rid of it, it's selling so much that they're not going to get rid of it. Well, and, my thing is, I don't ever want to get. I didn't want to get taken away from me. I was never in that camp. Right. My thing is, I wanted to take it away from Dice, and and I say that with all respect to Dice, doing what they do in terms of Battlefield and stuff. I just don't think that they make fantastic games like they're praised. I think you give Re- you gave Respawn Fallen Order, and I think they they did a very yeah. good job with it. I think you're giving and they were they were handed doing squadrons. Yes, and and uh, to be fair, Respawn was handed a a barrel of crap to work with because they were like they were like here's the remnants of thirteen thirteen, here's the remnants of like three other games, make it right, into a sure. game, and and Respawn was just like. Okay, okay. Like, we'll do our best, and they did a really, good, <laughs> they did a really admirable job uh, for what they were handed and, and the time frame sure. they were given and everything. Right. So, so and like, I think this is yeah. Motive Studios is now doing squadrons. It's like yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know who the hell you are, but GG on you. I think they worked on Battlefront stuff the past year or so. I don't, I don't know anything else they've done or where they've really look started. Up real quick, but and that's, I mean, I, again, my my point is, is that I feel like giving some of these other studios a chance to work on the Star Wars IP is is a great call on EA's part because right. I don't think Dice is the golden child that they were it, so, to be very honest with so you. So Motive was founded in 2015 and the only two games that they've worked on is Star Wars Battlefront 2 with Dice and Criterion and Squadrons. So they're a relatively okay. new studio. Right. It sounds like they were kind of on the back burner until they're actually need, needed. Almost yep. like Raven is with with COD cuz they're where, they're based you know, in Montreal. Like, so they're Canadian based. Okay. So um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to, to yeah. I'm excited that that to see that work and again to see the the level of detail again they put into the cockpit. Yeah. And, and that more yeah, I'm excited for all that dead space, you know, kind of style of of 
no HUD HUD. Yep. Yes. Yes. Let that live on. Let that breathe and grow and continue to be an awesome thing. I'm I'm hopeful that as sort Drew of... said on the reaction, the immersion of that just looked incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And and my my hope is is that that sort of like limited slash you know in game in universe HUD becomes mm-hmm. a more like a more hallmark of Star Wars games because it fits so well with that right. aesthetic yeah. because it's so much more immersive and it works really well. Like, like in a game like fallen order, like you don't need a ton of HUD because it's a lot of platforming and, and yeah. lightsaber combat. So why do you need a ton of HUD? And with, with, with squadrons, like you've got a ship cockpit. Why do you need a HUD? So it, right. it just, it makes sense and it fits really well in the universe and it makes the games feel so much more immersive. Right. So yeah, I'll say, I'll say one more thing that really caught me. In a lot of ways, going first-person mode in those in those types of games, in, in fighter games or or flight sim games, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of reasons that that games in the past have gone with the HUD is so they can open up more of your screen and you can have a wider field of view and things like that. Yep. Kudos to them for locking you into that cockpit. Yeah. And right. Really minimizing your field of view and and really dialing into that immersion factor because. That's a that's a very risky thing to do. You're, I, it, it, there's FOE sliders in games now, so that we can see more and wider and and taller. By them doing that, not only are they they kind of equalizing the the field of play a little bit in terms of different uh, console capabilities or platform capabilities in terms of like PC versus Xbox, where they have those types of things. I think that balances the games a little bit, but also really adds a ton to again to sucking you into that experience and forcing you to to you know turn and move and not be able to kind of see more than anyone else it's it's a pretty cool way to to do is a pretty bold thing to do in my opinion but that said do you guys have any other stuff around i squadrons i think that kind of wraps it up in general man no there's one more there was one more there was one more reveal you missed oh which one oh yeah announced skate at the very end that one okay (laughs) This, I was not wanting to talk about skate because I could literally give no foxes. Tony Hawk's no, no. So no, th- that's not fair because like the skate community has actively been clamoring for this game for a very, very, very long time Since at this 2010, point. When when skate three came out, yes, all five. So of them. yes, and it's, it's and pretty big, man. It's a There's pretty fervent fan base, man. Listen, I mean, listen, listen. <laughs> it may be small, but they're fierce. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how fervent the fan base is, right? They haven't made a Tony Hawk, an SSX, or or any kind of a skateboard game that has had any kind of traction in like what a decade or more. Yes, I mean it's not, not exactly incorrect. a genre that has well, been a shining if, star. If, if we're being honest, skateboarding, I don't know how popular it is compared to what it used to be, like it's, X Games and things like that. It's starting but... to resurge a bit. Um, okay, skate, skateboarding is having a bit of a resurgence. I've actually on. Even just on in my limited bubble on Twitter, I've seen more people producing skate decks and things for okay. various uh, you know various uh, companies or or brands or content creators. So I think skateboarding is on the the tick back up. Um, but again, I mean, that's that, never I been see more with the the freaking scooters than I see with people doing anything on skateboards anymore. Right. But my point is is that this is not something that has been super mainstream in a long time. Um, and I'm not trying to dog it in a in a horrible way. And if you are a super fan of skate, don't hate me. I love Tony Hawk when it came out back in the day. It's just they kind of did everything that you could do with those games. There wasn't a whole lot to like 
what do you do to push it forward other than to to give it better graphics right right and and to be fair and you know play the devil's advocate to myself on that one there's probably a lot they could do if people actually gave enough of a crap to make these kind of games better exactly sure you know i I think that that it's cool to see skate come back it's cool to see tony hawk come back i I like the fact that they all kind of came back at the same time the what, what again to to add to the flavor of different games that were that are now becoming available to us again where I don't know, man. When you guys were kids, didn't it feel like we just had like the pick of the litter? Like if you wanted a certain type of game, it just felt like there was something coming out that year that fit that genre. Like there was a Tony Hawk, there was a Twisted Metal, there was you know uh, some kind of an, a menagerie of racing games. There was a, a sub submarine military sims. There was your shooters. There was your Star Wars. There was all kind. I mean, Disney movies would come out and get a freaking game. Yep. Right? Like when was the last time that the Disney came out and it actually had like a mainstream AAA release of something like it doesn't, that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore because it's not quote unquote safe investments. Right. And so it's nice to see that they're bringing back some of these other franchises and really start making more pushes for that. So it, it's, you know, kind of, kind of to tangent a bit, but you do bring up a really good point where it's, you have all these big publishers and everything is based on, is it a safe investment? Is it something that right. we want to put the, the the money into and take a gamble on? Whereas back in the day, when gaming was still fresh and new and growing exponentially every year, it was, let's throw everything we can at the wall and see what sticks, and then we'll keep building those franchises. And now you look, and really the only, and again, this is this is very high-level conjecture because... Um, it, it's not every, every publisher, but for the most part, it's indie games that have been pushing the envelope, right? They, they come up with unique concepts. They come up with, with the things that the triple A's take and go, okay, let's make this into a thing. I mean, look at battle Royales from the get go. Um, the, the one that really started that was the calling, right? Like that was one of the big first battle Royale games that really made a splash and that made Epic games go, what if we slap that on our new game Fortnite that we're doing right. as a survival, you know, like a survival, almost survival horror game. Let's, let's slap a BR on there and see how it does. And did it's I? because of that. Yeah, it, it did. Okay. Um, uh, but that, that started a whole trend and, and then everybody has been like ever since really, I would say probably like the mid two thousand, mid to late two thousands, like almost into the 2010 era, we were seeing a lot of companies kind of take their cues from indie developers and small studios. Right. So um, it's just, it's a really good point because nobody, none of the big publishers want to take a risk anymore. And I think um, I feel like that that's kind of bleeding over um, into the more safe investments that EA is doing, like with um, their, their EA originals. Right. And those are the ones that we talked about where it was joint games and lost and random and uh, Haze Lights, it takes two, and um, uh, and uh, Rocket Arena, like those are those are originals. In that, yes, they were they were invested in because they're new uh, concepts or ideas. But um, much like the um, what was the what was the the game with Yarny or whatever the little yarn guy Unravel Unravel yeah Unravel like that that was something they took a chance on, and it worked out pretty well for them. But they still keep the budgets extremely limited. They keep the teams extremely small. And it, they don't put a ton of resources into them. Can you imagine if the full weight of EA were behind a game like Rocket Arena and how how they right. could like make it, like how in, insanely good they could make it? So it, it's a really sure. good point. And like 
it's just something I wanted to call out because it's like it's always on my mind. And like whenever people are like, man, AAA studios never take a chance anymore. And it's exactly because of that, because they just don't right. want to take the risk. They don't want to take the gamble. They've got shareholders to please. And they would rather take the gamble by letting indie indie devs like like make these games and either scoop mm-hmm. them up and, and bring build them up into from the there. fold or build a, a a replica of it and kill what they've done. So it's sure. it's very much the Walmart model, I think. <laughs> no, it is, and and again, it, it, because because the industry is becoming about the industry, right? It's it's there. There's a lot of that, but again, it's nice to see that there's a lot more flavor coming in. These indie studios now have tools thanks to companies like Epic and an unreal engine that provide such amazing platforms for them to build these experiences on that a game, you know, like, what are we talking about? What was the, what is it? The, the bright memory infinite, like that game blew our minds when we saw the gameplay, actual gameplay of it right at the Xbox reveal. And we're like, that's made by one person. Holy what? Yeah, dude. Like they, they have so many tools available to make things happen now. So it's just cool. That said, Absolutely. all of that said, the thing that I wanted to bring up in, and I realized that we got like literally three screenshots of, of Dragon Age, right? Which I think is 100% bullshit. Um, <laughs> but you guys touched on this. Was it, was it even three screenshots? It was, it was, it was like, it was maybe three seconds of video overall. It was nothing. Well, that's, that's why I thought it was just one was screenshot like, they zoomed like in a, on. There was like a burning thing. There was like a tree and then they like kind of <laughs> zoomed they had a in burning on the burning thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and Been there. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the thing that I think is funny is, is that there, what's more markedly absent. And it, and if you go to Twitter, uh, at least when I had it clicked, Dragon Age, Bioware, and Mass Effect we're all three things that are trending right now on Twitter, you know, a couple hours after the show. And most of it's about how people are upset yeah. that they didn't well, see more from what these companies are actually, working on. That's kind of how I wanted to close it out uh, as, as, as I, I think we're nearing time for the most we, part. Yeah, we, we are at about an hour. So yeah. We are. So my overall feelings for the thing is that I, I am shocked that they did not mention any sort of mass effect remaster and i and i am actually surprised like we've been hearing no hearing, aware. we've been hearing whispers anything. and rumors and murmurs of this thing for what five months now so, like almost since the Give start of the year we thought they were actually going to announce this um i i genuinely thought they were going to show off a bit of battlefield which technically i guess they did uh in in the tech demo thing but they also didn't show no no Titanfall three. Like I guess Titanfall is is still actively just represented through Falling. Apex Legends and and things like that. So I overall I, I per, per, me personally pretty disappointed with the conference. Was it a bad one? Not really, because I'm sure like people who love skate like best conference ever. So in the eye of the beholder. To me, kind of a boring, like overall boring conference. Not it was terrible. Safe. But it was super very safe. safe. Very safe. Because like think, I think that these, yeah, go ahead, Tim. Okay, because like the the announcement of something like Rocket Arena, which was already announced, sure, safe. Talking about um, talking about uh, Lost and Random. Talking about It Takes Two. Very yes. safe because they're Steam, almost done. Like, transitioning not far off. games to Steam. 
yes, talking about Steam games, but then just showing a like a montage of, hey, this is stuff that we're working on we're working in progress, on. but we're not actually going to hey, name them. Rem- remember when they did that with Mass Effect Andromeda and everybody was like super stoked about it, and then yep. that game came out as a dumpster fire? Yeah, and they're they're like they're like you know we're not, and maybe that's why is because they're afraid of stoking another dumpster fire rather than like letting the, uh, the developers I mean, kind of do. Their I, thing. I see your point, but then again, that's like make better games. I agree. I don't disagree in one right. no, no, I know. one bit of that, but I, I think I think it was so safe of them to just show like a, right. a small clip of each thing they're working on as a hey, we're kind of working on this, but we're not going to name anything, and we're also not going to really even attach companies right. to these. Have fun. Which which does a really poor job of actually selling any sort of hype they they could have built up with this. Yep. And I know I know we're pushing time, so I'm just going to keep this this really short. Yep. I'm disappointed overall in all of these conferences. Not because they're showing bad stuff, but it's because they're only showing very limited cuts. Where they're all playing it safe. We were, if if we were at an E3, we'd be getting looks at things a year, two years out. We'd be getting trailers, we'd be getting announcements, we'd be getting all playable these different demos things. on on the floor. Yeah. Like we'd yep. be playable seeing demos all on the floor. Stuff. Like we'd be getting all this extra stuff. And now that we're just like in the summer of games, and we're excited to show you more. Like. Even the Nintendo Direct, it's like, okay, like that's cool. You get Pokemon Snap, and I know Nintendo Direct's a little bit more truncated to begin with, and they have a couple more, so I'll give Nintendo a pass on this one. But like what Sony showed with the PS5 stuff, what what Xbox showed, like I mean, I guess they still have to show because it's next month. But like <laughs> at this point, I'm kind of deflated by a lot of this. Sure. I want you to show me what we're continuing to look forward to, especially in a year we have new consoles launching. We know they're launching. It's not like a, we might launch. They're launching. What do you got? Like, show me what you got. I'm <laughs> so sick and tired of, of, of just just this little, you know, tiptoeing around through the tulips. No, just show us stuff. Give right. us reasons to be excited. Now more than ever is your time where you could have just cut together a two-hour long thing because guess what? We're all at home. We've got nothing else to do. Yep. I'd gladly sit there for two hours I and watch your show. I want to cover your video game, bro. Right. I mean, what Bethesda had what an hour and a half show at E3 last year. Xbox's shows are usually usually an hour and a half. PlayStation barely went an hour this time. Mm-hmm. Like when they when they were saying on, they were going to be two, two hours, and they barely go an hour. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I don't mean to be pissy pants, and I'm happy for what no, we get. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think not, it's valid. I, it's I think it's like, valid. Fine. It's valid criticism. You should man. be getting way more than what we're getting right I now. I agree. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Doesn't make sense. I think. I think that's. I think that's the ultimate the ultimate like ending note right there. Like we should be getting more than we, yeah. we are getting. Um, because like, like you said, like we would have so much more to see and touch if this were an actual physical E3, yep. there yep. would be like, like Pokemon snap. They showed gameplay right at the beginning. Like they could, they would have had that on the floor playable at E3. I can guarantee you. Um, uh, Cause that's Pokemon had Pokemon sword and shield out there um, at last E3 before it came out. So it's like, there is zero excuse zero for them to not show off the right. more more than they are yep uh any other thoughts to add before we end you guys I, I no i think so it was very much i i think you put it perfectly where it was a safe conference yeah. like it, they 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 you know knocked it out of the park for skate people uh star wars looked phenomenal looked great yep. can't wait to play it that i mean other than that i will I rocket. I'm not gonna lie. Rocket Arena is such a generic name. It looks like a great concept, but it's such a generic name. Such a generic I am name. going to get that name wrong every time I bring it up. Yep, I agree. 
We'll we'll see so, what comes of that. Yeah. That that might hurt it more than help it as well. Yeah. But Anyways, um, that's going to do it for us from News Game Plus this week. Thank you all very much for joining us. If you have not and you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, ring the little bell, and leave us a thumbs up uh, showing that you enjoyed this episode. We really appreciate you hanging out. If you want to check us out live, we stream this on Thursday nights uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash newsgameplus. You can check us out on Twitter at ngpshow, and you can... Throw us some love over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash retrofiz. We're working on changing that name to News Game Plus. We're not quite there yet. So patreon.com forward slash retrofiz. So um, please go there. Every dollar helps. One dollar, two dollar, five dollars, a million dollars. Every little bit helps. Please consider uh, dropping us some love there. It helps us keep the lights on and keep doing what we're doing. And with that said, we love you. And we will see you guys next time on News Game Plus. Have a lovely, a lovely day. Bye.